from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Rather I was having the conversations over there in the white sorority houses, or I'm having them with black women. Everybody knew that you wanted to be everything other than fat. The media and everything around would like to push the very thin ideal when more than half of the women do not even look like, identify as, and stores are showing with billions of dollars in revenue from plus and curvy retailers. Telling your stories, sharing your stories, everything from everything from bust gut and jiggly stuff, which was one <laughs> of our that? events, right? <laughs> that we bust gut and, and jiggly, jiggly stuff. stuff. Yes. I'm Jade Harrell. Does this sound like you? Someone pays you a compliment. Immediately and easily, you respond with the disclaimers, the explanations, and the discounts. Before it ever lands, you're explaining away how simple, how small, how old, fat, or bad things really are, rather than how they may have been acknowledged, elevated, or noticed. When it comes to our personhood, our concept of self as acceptable, desirable, and at least capable takes a back seat to how we appear on the outside. What stories have we been told about beauty, body, and what makes you not bad, meaning bad, but bad, meaning good? This is the focus of our next conversation, centered on the mindset and expectation of fluffy girls everywhere. Joining me in the studio is Ebony Young. She is the founder of Fluffy Girl Movement, a local movement that seeks to celebrate body diversity and build a community for plus-sized women. Ebby, welcome to the show. Oh, my goodness, Jay. Thank you so much for having me. It is my great pleasure, and I'm so glad to have you here and in this conversation. This conversation goes well beyond the fluffiness of right. us. Will you talk about how this originated with you and where it stems from your heart? Yes. So Fluffy Girl Movement was actually started in my dorm room <laughs> when I was at Mizzou in 2010, um, stemming from a long history of just a lot of self-hate, a lot of self-loathing, um, not really understanding what it looked like to value myself uh, because I grew up with extremely low self-esteem. And when I got to college, I just knew that it was just a me thing. But I got to college and witnessed all these amazing, beautiful, talented, worthy beings hating themselves out loud and often. And so it was the thought of, oh, this is not just a me thing. <laughs> I'm not the only one going through this. Well, where are the spaces to have these very candid conversations? And me as a plus size woman, I said, you know what? I'm going to speak to my fluffy girls. And fluffy girl was born from there. For sure. Tell me a little mm. bit more about the name. You're not yes. using the commonplace derogatory mm -hmm. descriptions of of people of heavier weights. Yeah. Uh, and even you have some information, I understand, about how heavy is not so odd, according oh, no. to statistics. It is not so odd at all. So over 50% of American women are actually over size 16. Uh, people were thinking it was a 14, but no, we've surpassed that. We're <laughs> over a size 16 now here in America. But what's crazy is that the media and everything around would like to push the very thin ideal when more than half of the women do not even look like, identify as, and stores are showing with 
billions of dollars in revenue from plus and curvy um, retailers. Mm -hmm. So the name Fluffy Girl uh, movement really emerged from the fact that I got tired of, you know, what we got plush. We we got (laughs) plus size. We got you have all of these names and however you choose to identify is quite fine with me. But Fluffy was something I had not heard before. And when I think about my body and describe my body, all of my soft, gushy parts it's like fluff. And who doesn't? <laughs> it's just to me like, who doesn't want that extra security right. around them? And then the girl is not spelled traditionally as in like an adolescent girl. G-I-R-L. It's G-R-L. Taken from the riot girl movement in the 90s, which was very much about women reclaiming their bodies, reclaiming their space, speaking up about sex, sexuality and things of that nature. And so fluffy girl mm-hmm. movement because it's much larger than myself. For sure. Now you're very intentional about the words and terms you mm-hmm. use and their connotations and I'll get a little bit more into that as we go along but take me back to where you felt all alone. Yeah. You discovered that there were many women that were dealing with the same thing but so many of them in their isolated spaces and again a self-concept. How do you explain that something so widespread and prevalent with our actual bodies, sizes, and existence was such a foreign and um, strange conversation to even enter into when you were in college and started this. Yes. So a lot of these very taboo topics and conversations root from racism, right? So the way that we see our bodies, you know, white is right, thin is in, right? Um, All of those different comparisons stem from that root where it's very much like this is the right way to be and when you see fatness and fat bodies and I've definitely reclaimed that word right Mm -hmm. Uh, when we see fat and fat bodies it's been equated to disgusting Mm -hmm. not unworthy Mm -hmm. it's been equated to this is the exact opposite of what it looks like to be an attractive woman right so rather I went into the sorority houses and had these conversations which were predominantly white women on Mizzou's campus Mm -hmm. um, because Mizzou itself is a predominantly white institution Um, I am a sorority girl myself but of African American uh, historical sorority and so but Rather, I was having the conversations over there in the white sorority houses or I'm having them with black women. It was a shared experience that everybody knew that you want to be everything other than fat or anything other than having a larger body. Mm-hmm. And I remember having these conversations in the sorority houses and let's just say 25 of the girls were thin presenting, right? And then you had those two or three fluffy girls. And even though they wanted to be a part of the fluffy girl movement and come to our events, they didn't feel safe to openly identify as such. And I'm like, sis, we see you, you see you. This is this is your mm-hmm. community and your space. They didn't feel safe taking that place. Sure. Mm -hmm. What were some of the steps that you took to cultivate a community to even open a safe space for this conversation? Again, with so many women Mm -hmm. dealing with this personally and in isolation, how were you able to open that up and and what's your goal? When I first started Fluffy Girl Movement 12 years ago at this point, (laughs) um, it was a lot of very tough conversations that I had to have with leadership in the university space because it was very uh, white male dominated. Mm -hmm. So when I went to pitch Fluffy Girl, although we had over 400 student organizations um, on campus at the time, it was the thought of 
you're promoting obesity. You're promoting an unhealthy, healthy lifestyle. So I knew I had to approach it from a fact of, okay, let me show you that there is a void here. And let me show you that the community actually, just like every other movement in this history, has been much larger than the niche community it caters to. So I call our folks, we got our fluffs, our fluffettes, and our fluff supporters, <laughs> right? We band together. <laughs> and so the first event on Mizzou's campus, the Fluffy Girls Summit, took, it was a very soft introduction into what it looks like to be body aware, uh, conscious, and accepting with three parts. You had the panel discussion, which is always the touchy topics piece. Mm-hmm. Fluffy Girl is rooted in the education, which sets it apart from a lot of different movements that are focused on body because we're not fashion-based, right? right? So Fluffy Girl Summit, three parts. The panel, which got down to the nitty gritty, right? A fashion show, because I knew students, you know, when you're talking about plus and curvy women, a very soft introduction into the community is fashion. Oh, we can wear crop tops now. Oh, we can wear shorter skirts. Oh, we can share, (laughs) show more body. Can you believe it? That's our confidence, right? And so that, and then the expo, where we put the businesses that are in Columbia, Missouri, in a platform to show them it's fluff friendly. Uh, focused businesses sure. and so they all work together and that's how we kind of got everybody on board oh it's fun it's light but when we bring you in it's like it's so much more to talk about for sure <laughs> let's get into some of that nitty-gritty you went from an affinity group mm-hmm. uh, on campus to being a an outright organization mm-hmm. Um, that's creating an ecosystem from the, the vendors, the retail, the re the retailers, the Mm. creatives, but attracting folks in fun. But then in that nitty gritty, what are those important conversations to have? We need to be talking about, and we do talk about taking up space unapologetically. It's not just your physical space of your body, but fluffy is not just the way you look, right? It's a mindset. So that taking up space, being a woman of size, some people call us, right? Being a woman of size, yeah, we physically take up space, but usually our personalities tend to match it. (laughs) We tend to be, we tend to fill up a room. And so having those conversations about, yeah, Let's talk about, yeah, okay, maybe I'm not having all the great days with my body today, right? Maybe some days I don't even want to talk about my body, but my personality and my light, should it should still be able to be on display without me feeling like I have to shrink myself mm-hmm. in seemingly smaller spaces, no pun intended, <laughs> <laughs> to, to fit other people's status quo. Yeah. Well, according to those figures you shared, if over 50 percent of Americans are size 16 and up, mm-hmm. then we're really kidding ourselves about fitting into those smaller spaces. Yes. So how do you advise that we do take up more space? And yeah. that is beyond our physical boundary. It is. Telling your stories, sharing your stories. That's something that Fluffy Girl is extremely um Encouraging and empowering with each and every one of our events, everything from everything from bust gut and jiggly stuff, which was one <laughs> of our that? events, right? That we bust gut and, and jiggly, jiggly stuff. stuff. <laughs> yes, with original programming, you know, created by myself. Uh-huh. But uh, teaching women the value of, like, you know, shapewear, how to properly uh, do the bra fittings, but understanding uh-huh. that it's not about looking like a cased sausage, right? <laughs> it's about because we have so much miseducation sure. about what it looks. 
looks like to be a woman or to be feminine or to be all of these different labels, right? So as far as moving forward in that conversation, it looks like sharing your stories because that is what we are bound to. Mm-hmm. We're more similar than we are different in so many ways that women that are fluffy fluffs and fluff supporters, we usually have an underlying thread of this thing that we call body, I'm right? Sure. And sure. so we, we got to start sharing those stories out loud. Mm. That's how I got out of my dark space in my dark place, saying it out loud. That was kind of the question I was going to ask, because in order to share that story, mm-hmm. you come to terms with it. Yep. And coming to terms with it may go against every visual, many expectations and and things that were deep-seated from yeah. our childhood. Drawing those stories out, there has to be some sort of healing yeah. component or reframing. Uh, what do you, how do you approach that reframing? And yeah. what are some of the challenges you find with people who, it's not so easy to just flip the switch and say, hey, yes. I love who I am and I'm doing it. Right. It's it's tough work, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I always encourage people to do, that's what our events do with Fluffy Girl Movement, right? It's a light introduction for you just to surround yourself with like-minded individuals and some people who don't even know that they're minded yet, right? <laughs> but they enter those spaces and they get excited to just say, oh, I don't have to be defensive in this space. And the more that they are around these different spaces, the more that I've had people, women come to me and say, you know what? I had a conversation with my 70 year old grandpa about how he looks at women's bodies. And he, I tell him, he, he don't comment on me, you right, know, right. and I feel the strength because I've been in a community of women who are doing the same work. A lot of us are at the same place. Some of us are ahead. Some of us are catching up. Sure. But we're in this space learning together. Mm -hmm. And so it just makes it a safe space to move forward in the world and educate the rest of the people around you. Well, fantastic. You've attracted the support of a big brand behind this who believes in this mission and how important it is and creating this space Mm -hmm. uh, where we don't have to comment on it. You know, that you can just be. Tell us about this weekend and how women and participants will get to just be. Just be. So, yes, we have attracted the attention attention and I'm so excited to announce and share like of Dove. And if anybody knows Dove in this space is such a huge deal just to have them become a part of this because they're everything that we stand for. Well, a leading beauty brand, of course. Leading beauty brand that does a lot of campaigns and a lot of messaging Mm. around body and acceptance and diversity. And so that's what we're all about. Fantastic. What can we expect this weekend? Yes. So Girl Weekend, it's two very popular powerful events. Like I said, we are rooted in education. So we're kicking things off with the Candid Convo Kickoff. Oh boy. <laughs> Alliteration, I right? I love that. Candid Convo Kickoff, where we have three women. Um, we have a therapist, a, um, a plus-size skater and model, and also a... Um, and also, I just blanked out, y'all. But yes. Your entertainment. So, yes, our entertainment. So we have them there to talk fluff. about that. <laughs> and then the second day is all about the pool, the pool party, Curves and Waves pool party. So it's going to be an amazing packed event. Oh, fantastic. And the invitation goes out to whom? Oh, my goodness. The invitation is to women and women identifying folks, okay, of all shapes, shades, races. We welcome you all. You can find that on Eventbrite. Girl Weekend, GRL, y'all. No I. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ebony. 
Fluffy Girl Movement Weekend kicks off the evening on Friday, August 5th with a candid conversation happening at Aloft, St. Louis Cortex. And the, the following evening is the Curves and Waves Pool Party at the Collinsville Aqua Park. More info is at Empower the Fluff. Ebby Young, thank you so much for being with us today and encouraging us to embrace and empower the fluff. This episode was produced by Alex Hoyer. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Avery. Our executive producer is Alex. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.